Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Hello, G. Hello. GG. <laughs> little G. Big G and little G. <laughs> it's lovely to have a little mini me in the studio today. Yeah, so if you hear any little, like, I don't know, baby noises, you know that you know that it's just Gigi sitting here. Yeah, it's, she's so gorgeous. <laughs> and um, apologies about my voice and my my cold. I went to a... Tell, be- yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> are you going to give us the real reason or the pretend reason? I mean, I could tell you it's because I've been up all night with the kids, working really hard, but I went to Ibiza for three days. <laughs> I was supposed to have a really chill time and I ended up going to um, High for Glitterbox, DC10 for Loco Dark. I mean, I raved. I raved and raved So I'm not raved. feeling sorry for you today at I, all. You don't need to feel sorry for me. <laughs> but anyway, I came back feeling extremely tired, but my soul was completely energised. And that's what was important. And I needed it? to dance it out. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get much sleep. And did you get sleep last night? Not really. <laughs> Tell us, what happened? I don't know what happened. Um, apparently Luna was good as gold for Dozza whilst I was away. Oh, that's both, so annoying. Both the kids slept through the night. I feel like she's different t- towards me than she is to him. I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but I get more of the whining, more of the kind of mummy kind of stuff going on. And I think that is just to do with our relationship because I'm probably just a bit more intense with her, I guess, maybe. And she's probably really, really close to you. So she yeah. feels like she can sort of behave how she really wants to behave. Yeah, I think Doz is probably just a bit firmer with her, which is brilliant. I probably need to to, to channel channel my inner doors when I'm trying to discipline her. But yeah, she woke up four or five times last night. I've got no idea why, you know, dropped her, dropped her teddy, wanted to go for a wee, all this kind of stuff. So it, I never know what I'm going to get in the house, I think. It is crazy, isn't it? Because, I mean, I assumed before I became a mum that you only really sort of suffered sleep deprivation for a few weeks, maybe a few months. But actually, the toddler sleep phase oh is God. just as bad sometimes, isn't it, as the newborn sleep phase? I mean, you can kind of get your head around the fact that maybe for a year you're not going to get that much sleep you know like if you really went there in your head you could be like okay I can deal with this but after that you just think oh for fuck's sake just go to sleep <laughs> just sleep and obviously like the early wake-ups you know people are listening to this who has a toddler that doesn't want to sleep past 5am I completely understand that because that happened to us for nearly two years yeah it's crazy you know, we've broken it? the back of it now god please have we touch wood I'm touching a door <laughs> we touch wood a lot in this episode <laughs> <laughs> I hate saying it out loud but it's just it's just why I think sometimes they get to know their own minds don't they and they will just do what they want to do but luckily we are going to chat to uh, somebody who knows all about sleep 
Yeah, our favourite topic of uh, topic of conversation. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we follow her on Instagram. She is absolutely amazing with her advice and she knows exactly what she's doing. She is the baby guru. So I think we should get into it, shall we? Let's get to it. So um, as you all know, Georgia and I absolutely love discussing sleep. It's one of our favourite subjects, isn't it? It is. I think as soon as you become a mum, it becomes like top of your agenda, doesn't it? Yeah. How do you get your sleep back? And How many how hours can you have you had? Yeah. <laughs> how many hours have you had? And then you get into bed and you think, right, how many hours am I going to get now? <laughs> yeah, it becomes a sort of obsession. So we are absolutely over the moon because for the next hour, we're going to get to chat about sleep with one of the sleep experts that we absolutely avidly follow and love her name is sam saunders aka the baby guru wow thanks very much thank you ladies (laughs) i'm so excited well it's absolutely brilliant having you here today because um as we've just mentioned sleep is is hot topic on people's agenda when they become parents Uh, absolutely and you have no expectation of what's going to happen you think oh they'll sleep we'll we'll be fine it's not that bad but you 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 cannot comprehend how tired you can get and I think a lot of us always think about newborns not sleeping and babies but actually today we're going to speak about toddlers not sleeping and even if you completely nailed the baby stage you can sometimes come into huge problems when they start to get to like 18 months and you know older absolutely and it and a lot of that is about they're sort of testing their boundaries as well and they're sort of like I'm going to push a little bit tonight and and it's about being you know get, getting back on that track of being firm all the time and consistent but and explaining to them why why we need to go to sleep why we need sleep why you can't sleep in mummy's bed all those things are really yeah. important when they get over that age so if people don't know who you are just tell us a little bit about what you do okay so I work with babies from um, from birth up to about five years I do anything to do with sleep routine feeding and weaning and in particular vegan weaning I have a great passion for it in supporting parents but um, I've worked with babies ever since I was 18 um, and I was a maternity nurse for a long time I worked in midwifery for many years and now I work predominantly as a sleep coach Um, so I I sort of work via telephone email or I have an app the Baby Guru Sleep Coaching app or I go into people's homes so this weekend I've been with a really lovely family with their little one getting him to self-settle in his cot and not co-sleep, which they didn't want anymore. Co-sleeping, I can't wait for us to discuss this. Yeah, I know. Should we we start with co-sleeping? Yeah, we can, yeah. We've had a lot of people um, from our Instagram write in to say, how do you break that? You know, they've slept in in the bed till they're like 18 months old and then how do you then say to them, okay, no more? No more. So... Generally, if, they've, if they're that age and they've been with you all that time, you need to do quite a gentle approach. We cook, you can't just pop them in their bed and go, that's it, you're not getting out again. So what I usually suggest is that you sort of camp in with them for a couple of nights and you get them used to sleeping in their room and in their bed. So you could have a mattress on the floor or if they've got, um, you know, if they've got two beds in there, great. And then you start to gradually retreat. So you would then have a, a chair by the bed and you'd sit there for a few nights um, okay, they may kick off, but you you reassure them constantly. So, mummy or daddy, mummy or daddy are here. You know, it's time to go to sleep. Lay back down and go to sleep. And you just start reducing your level of support that you give them. So you move that chair further away to the door for a few nights. Then you stand by the door, and then you stand outside the door, and you just do it really slowly. It can take two between two weeks and four weeks to do it gradually oh wow okay so but it is be- a commitment to do it before we get into the different subjects because there is so much to cover with yep. sleeping is there a right or a wrong way of kind of settling into a good 
sleep routine with your with your kids so you know is there is are there kind of complete no-nos that you you absolutely shouldn't do well for me yes I mean we can all do it our own way there's no real right or wrong way but having a regular routine with sleep cues is really important so they know that sleep is coming if you just if you live uh, an erratic life with no consistency and no routine your kids are never going to know when bedtime is they're generally going to be overtired so they're going to kick off and they'll sleep worse so it's much better to have those sort of cues from after dinner time that maybe the screen time goes down there's no screen time you have quiet time they have a bath having a bath has been shown that warming the body slightly and then cooling down again helps with the falling asleep process and we generally know that as adults that having a nice bath helps you fall asleep so it's the same for kids as well and having a couple of storybooks and then creating that calm atmosphere, making sure their bedroom, they're happy in there. Um, if they need a nightlight or something like that when they get a bit older and having those cues are really important that they are feel comfortable and confident to go to sleep. Right. So, Sorry, I'm just going to jump in nightlight. <laughs> yeah. that just, so we've just moved Axel into a bed from mm-hmm. his cot, like quite late on really. But um, he's now started saying his room's too dark. Yes. And he, we're used to like blackout, you know, not not a tiny little bit of light, like taping up windows in hotels, all that kind <laughs> of stuff. And now suddenly he wants a little light on and I didn't really know what to do. And I haven't changed anything yet, but he does keep consistently saying, can you leave the door open? My room's too dark. Yeah, I want a little oh, light Axel. on. I know. I mean, it's exactly the same in our household. To be fair, Luna, I hear Luna saying in the night, even though she's got two night lights, I still, I still hear her saying, "Mummy, I scared of the dark." Oh. <laughs> and it's about reassuring them that nothing can happen to them in the dark. You, that you're always there. Your bedroom's next door or wherever it is. You know, give them the reassurance. Um, but having a nightlight is quite a good idea. Mm-hmm. And okay. sometimes by that age, they do want the bedroom door open as well. They, they're they just aware. more As they get older, they're more aware of their surroundings. So therefore, their sleep changes. So I, I think a nightlight is a good idea. And you can get those tiny little plug-in ones or yeah. a, a sort of a bigger one or have the... If you have dimmer lights, you know, put them onto the lowest dim, something like that. You don't have to buy things. So yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah, isn't that it? is. Because I was so concerned because obviously all the baby books when they're really little say, you know, have the room really dark. And then suddenly now I'm like, oh, OK, I need to have the room a little bit lighter. Mm. I also think he well, at the beginning, he was falling out of bed and then not being able to find his way oh, back to bed. Because it was so dark. It was so dark. What, what's the right age uh, to move a baby from a cot to a uh, a, a cot bed, a bed? So, on average, babies are from 18 months onwards, but some children are three. You yeah, know, if they're comfortable in their cot, yeah. there's no right or wrong answer. And if they fit and they've got those big cot beds, they can stay in there till they're three years old and they're happy, they're fine. But some some little ones, especially if you maybe you've been co-sleeping and they've been used to a bed yeah, and you're moving them, you know, being in a cot can be quite scary from that age. So mm. maybe putting them into a sort of a toddler, a really low toddler bed or even a mattress on the floor to begin with so they transition and get used to sort of sleeping in a different space. And you can get those bed rails that stop them falling out. Yes, they're quite good, aren't they? Just by the head. So what what are the signs that you need to look for? To, for, to, to see if a baby's well, a, a toddler is ready to be to be so moved. maybe they're for safety they're climbing out they manage to climb out their cart or fall you know head first you don't want them hurting themselves if they're if they're asking that they want to sleep in a big bed as well maybe you've got a sibling being born soon or coming along and you sort of want to bridge that gap between you're going to need that cot for the next one and you don't want them to sort of see that well I'm giving up my cot for the baby so having that maybe six months where the little the new ones in a Moses basket Mm. next to you or a side next to me cot 
and then you can move them then. So they're sort of good size or they've outgrown it. Yeah. So. I mean, to be honest, Axel was fine in his car. I think he quite liked it. But um, Are you he, getting on with him being in a bed? He loves it. Great. He's. I mean, we had... Uh, first two nights he was perfect just uh-huh. didn't we didn't hear him he was just absolutely great he asked on the monitor can i get can out of bed, bed now and then the third <laughs> night so cute. the third night i'm three floors up from axel's bedroom and the third night i opened my eyes and he was peering over the top <laughs> of me <laughs> and i was like <gasps> and that's when the whole thing of it's too dark yeah. started um and since then i mean he's been he's been all right again but. i mean i know we're talking about toddlers being scared in their sleep but i'm just going to throw it out there there is nothing more scary than seeing a tiny child okay maybe your child standing in the dark looking at you this is my childhood fear being lived out every single night do you agree with that yeah oh my Absolutely god don't. I was petrified he was literally like standing over the top of me uh, big wide eyes yeah, yeah. Don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he just like literally bundled on top of me like boom like that and went to sleep which was lovely but you know some some parents what they do is to uh, to help with that is put a uh, stair gate across the the, your toddler's door not to, not to stop them coming out but so that a you can hear them yes. on the way yeah. but for their safety as well especially if you're three floors up and he's a bit sleepy coming up yeah, yeah we didn't think he could open his door yeah. because it is actually really difficult to open but he obviously did but he can it. do it axel's a clever one <laughs> yeah um i wanted to talk about um when things are getting quite kind of messy at home in terms of no one's really sleeping in the house there might be a new baby there and then the toddler starts coming into you and as opposed to putting you know, toddler back into their bed, you're just scooping them up and suddenly you've started this habit of them sleeping with uh-huh. you. So this is quite a common um, subject. Common, that, yeah. You know, loads of questions to us. How do we break that? How do we break yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, if Axel ever wakes in the night, touch all the wood. Where is all the wood? Oh no, there's no wood in here. <laughs> he doesn't really. But when he has done, I always just let him come straight in with me. And I know I, know I should. Yeah, if he wakes up in the night, I, I would just it's so rare that I think oh whatever just come in with me but if it started happening more then I would have to think yeah I mean if it's if some some parents don't mind it's fine but if it becomes a habit and it becomes every single night then it is something and you want to deal with it it is about putting them back to bed explaining to them into the day that in the day that you know none of us sleep properly when you get in mummy and daddy's bed you know they do understand and we don't give kids credit for for um, what they can take on board. So explaining to them that, you know, we sleep in our own beds and that it's lovely you come and see mummy and mummy's always here or daddy to reassure you, but we're going to take you back to bed every time. And it is about being disciplined with yourself because by the time you've taken them back, you're wide awake then and it takes you, what, half an hour, 40 minutes to fall back to sleep again. Gigi's in the room, by the <laughs> way. Just Gigi. Little Gigi's <laughs> little Gigi's with us. Oh, she's sitting with him, oh. So consistency is key. Absolutely. So let's give you a scenario. They come out of bed, mummy, mummy, daddy, daddy, yep. you know, and you don't pick them, pick them up and put them into bed with you. You say... Yeah, what did you say? You, you'd say, come on, it's back to your bedtime now. It's back to your bed now. And you just take them back and put them in their bed. And if they're used to going to sleep on their own, there's no reason why you can't leave the room. If though they, when they go to sleep, they need you to sit in with them, which quite often happens with little ones. They sort of get a bit sort of, I want you to stay with me. And if that's become a habit, then sit with them until they fall back asleep. But... But that can take ages. It can do. So it's better that they they learn to fall asleep on their own from bedtime. So when you take them back, they know how to go back to sleep on their own. Maybe sort of reassuring them that they've got their favourite teddies with them. You know, have something that's special to them. Yeah. And that, you know, you've got your bunnies or your dinosaurs or whatever you have. And it's time to settle back down to sleep. 
and it is about repetition over and over again. Right. Yeah. So in an ideal world, sorry, G, because I just this right. is really interesting. This 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 part. What does that bedtime? You you talked about all the sleep triggers. Yep. So what is an ideal scenario when you're when you put your toddler to bed? Okay. So you've had dinner and you've maybe turned the TV off if it's been on, and you have some sort of playtime downstairs, maybe for twenty minutes, half an hour after dinner, and then it's you go up the stairs and an ideal bedtime routine lasts about 45 minutes any longer than that it becomes overstimulating so it's bath time um and okay it can be great fun it can be noisy and then it's quiet time afterwards so you get them dressed in their room into their pajamas and then it's a story time or songs whatever they want and at round about the age of sort of two to three they begin to sort of try and drag bedtime out very mm. good at that one yes so it's like, one more story i need story. a wee i need one a wee more one more can i have a snack yeah can i yeah. have some water oh yeah. wow yeah so yeah having a glass of water a cup their cup of water in the room or their beaker is fine absolutely fine but you know making sure they've been to the toilet after they've got out the bath and get them to choose their stories have an agreement with them say look you can choose three stories or four you know that's about the right sort of number and then we'll, mummy or daddy will read those and when Gosh, they I'm sort mean of... I say one that's <laughs> <laughs> how long the book is yeah don't I'm like one story just one <laughs> and then sticking to that so when they go can I have another one you go well we agreed and you chose your books and that's what I'm going to read tonight and sticking to it because otherwise it's like one more one more one more and one more gets into ten more mm. and you've read the whole bookcase and it's getting late and then they're overtired yeah so and then it's about sort of trying to get them to go to sleep on their own in their bedroom and make it help, helping them to feel safer about that if they haven't been okay so um sort of doing that gradual sort of coming out the door slowly and then popping back and giving them reassurance i'm still here or saying to them i'm just going to go and empty the tumble dryer or something. then i'm coming back i do that and then i yeah. come back and then you usually by then don't they've gone come to sleep back. and you don't come back but of course if you if they call you you go back and reassure them and say i'm still here i'm just doing i'm just washing up now or something yeah okay that, no i mean that's that all makes sense really doesn't it <gasps> i'm doing that's why i do lie do you? yeah <laughs> <laughs> you've got your sleep situation nailed g you're so good axel's been an amazing sleeper since the word go right yeah no he has yeah. been i was really strict at the start yeah i've actually got less strict as he's got older and like pulls on my heartstrings you have a heart (laughs) (laughs) sometimes um yeah he says things to me sometimes like lay on the floor next to me and hold my hand and I'm like no Axel like I'm not doing that I only do that like if we're staying in a hotel or like something like that and he goes that means you don't love me oh my god Axel he's so clever no don't it's so mean Luna goes you're my best friend mummy and you're my best friend if you stay with me and I'm like (laughs) okay all right no I am your best friend but it only takes like three days to to create a new habit so just be mindful that you know three or four days in that's what they're going to expect and they're going to want more and more as well should a toddler sleep through the night um no, not necessarily. Yes, in an ideal world they would, but it's not unusual for toddlers to wake at night. And they're just becoming more aware of their surroundings. So they might be, um, so they wake up and they're like, oh, oh, it's, as you, we said, it's dark. So maybe a night light. Um, they might have night terrors or nightmares. So that'll wake them in the night. And also a new sibling arriving can create that as well. Yeah. Going on holiday, starting school or preschool, all those things affect their sleep. Being overtired, dropping their day nap, what they yeah, eat. That's what we wanted to all speak those about, exactly, yeah. naps. When do you stop the naps? Okay, some some babies are two years old, 18 months, two years, and they just they can go all day. 
Others are four or five years old. So there is no right or wrong. But in general, it's around two to three years that they start to drop their naps. And it generally, what happens is they just take longer and longer to fall asleep or they don't fall asleep or they fall asleep at four o'clock and you're like, this isn't going to work. You're going to be up till 10. So, and also they might sort of go a few days without a nap and then need one to catch up. Mm. So it's, it's bringing bedtime forward when they start dropping their nap. It's allowing some quiet time, maybe after lunch when they normally would nap. It's just reading some books, maybe listening to some music. So it's not about going out to your next activity or running around. It's about having that quiet time still. Yeah. I quite often put a film on um, if I know Axel's quite tired, but he's definitely not going to sleep. I'll sit and we'll have a cuddle and we might watch a little film or something. Mm. Yeah, and it's that having that downtime. And we relax to watching TV. So if that's great for your kids you know if that works for you that's fine so we're going through it a little bit at home at the moment because kit is obviously only 17 months so he's transitioning from two naps to one nap yeah so in an ideal world and obviously luna's just about to turn three they would both have their lunch at 12 go down for their sleep at 12 30 and both be asleep but what's happening now is kit can't get to 12 mm-hmm. so like at like 11 after swimming he's like in the back of the car and i'm like i'm just gonna have to put him down yeah, so he yeah. then sleeps from 11 until 12 30 wakes up and is hungry wants his lunch then i've got a really tired toddler to but, put down to yeah. put down and then that's taking a long time so then it's like we're in a bit of a mess at the minute this 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 period I'm finding quite hard with the naps in the day. Yeah, and it's a transition and it will it will adjust as he, as he gets older, he'll be able to go a bit longer. So, right. you know, sort of try maybe in a fortnight's time 15 minutes later and see where it goes, but bring his bedtime forward to that's 6:30. Important. 6:30. Yeah. Even to, I'd say the earliest bedtime with any babies around 6:15. Okay. So, you could go as early as that. It doesn't mean they're going to get up super early in the morning. Because they're if they go overtired, they're going to wake up early anyway. Right. So I it's see better no that they difference. Go to, yeah. yeah. If Axel goes to sleep at like six thirty, yeah. I see absolutely no difference with yeah. like the wake yeah. up. I just sometimes haven't got time to get him down by then. Mm-hmm. You know, like by the time we get yeah. home from somewhere, he has some food. We've got in the bath, and then it's it's seven it's anyway. Seven yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I would totally put him down at six thirty. What's this thing about them being overtired? So let's say Axel and Luna don't have a nap in the day. We get them to bed at quarter to seven. And they wake during the night. Luna does it. If she doesn't have her nap in the day, she's worse at night. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because she's overtired. So you can't, they, 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 it just disturbs their sleep. So it's really important that you, you have some quiet time and you try and get them to bed as early as possible. But that isn't always easy. So that's why they're waking. They're just, they just cannot settle into deep sleep for long periods. So they're waking up, coming into their light sleep and waking up. I mean, Luna had me up four times in the night last night um, and it was just endless. You know, where's my Olfie? She chucked Olfie towards the end of the bed so that I came in. I'm I'm frightened of the dark. I was like, you've got two night lights on. Mummy, mummy, I need a wee. Took her to took her to the loo. Didn't go for a wee. Obviously, you know, it was just like I don't. And then she was a night. I mean, poor thing. She was exhausted this morning morning. because she'd been up so much. So, but she can get a nap today. That's the important (laughs) thing. And then maybe early to bed tonight if you can manage that. So she she does that bit of catch up. So, uh, yeah. See, I find Axel definitely needs a nap. Like, mm-hmm. 100% still needs a nap. But now he's at preschool, they don't nap. They yeah. don't have... There's nowhere to nap. They don't put them down for a nap. He's just literally his first day today. So now I'm a bit worried. Like, I'll pick him up at quarter past two. Can he have half an hour at yeah, quarter past two? Yeah, absolutely. That's fine. If he falls asleep in the car or something on the way home, or get, you get home and, you know, if he will sit sit down and have some quiet time and falls asleep for half an hour, that's fine. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shall we do some questions? From yes, absolutely. Our lovely followers yeah, have sent us loads of questions. So shall we just kind of, do you want to kick off, G? Yeah, so one um, lovely girl called Rachel has said, tips from going from a sleeping bag to a duvet for a toddler that moves around a lot. So it's quite a difficult one because the sleeping bags, they love that security. But if they're wiggling, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being in a sleeping bag for an older child, but it's finding not too heavy a duvet as well and yeah. not a full a full size one. You can get sort of smaller duvets, so it's not so big. So they can still sort of move around with them and they turn over with them, but they are likely to still move around the bed. Yeah. So, uh, Do you know what I've done with Axel? I've tucked, he's got a cot bed mm-hmm. like with the side off and I've tucked a single duvet all round one side. So it's almost like one side is like a duvet which he can move and then the, and other, the other side, side is, is quite tucked, tucked in. in. That's so clever. It like helps with him falling out as well. Yeah, yeah. So you can t- are you tucking him in on the side that he could roll it. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I found that. Come on, gee, she's so she's <laughs> not just a pretty face. <laughs> um, this is from a from a lovely lady called Hilsey. Uh, why is my now two and a half year old waking up so early? It's like I've got a newborn again, and I can completely sympathise with this from the five a.m. wake up calls we had for a year. Yeah. So early wake ups can be down to numerous things, and so it could be environmental. It's unlikely that if it hasn't happened, it's suddenly happening now. But not having blackout blinds, we talked about having a dark room, but they are great for early wake-ups. Is there anything environmentally that's waking them up? So noise or um, maybe the heating comes on, things like that. You know, it can be noisy. Maybe you're you're getting up early to go to work and they they sort of hear that, so they're up. Um, Being overtired is another one. So if they're going to bed too late, so you're thinking, if I put them to bed half an hour later, they wake up. No, it actually has the opposite effect. Yeah, it doesn't work. No, so put them to bed actually earlier. If they're if they're sort of dropping that nap in the day, as we've talked about, that can, you know, sort of make early wake up. So that's going to be a transition thing. Um, and also when they're having development leaps, their brains are just wired. They're absorbing so much between those the sort of the one to three years, which are the toddler mm-hmm. years. And it's a bit like you've got a really important business meeting the next day and you're just the moment you stir, you're like it, you're up that's all you and can think about absolutely yeah. and they're the same they've got you know they maybe they're sort of starting school or something like that or they've got a birthday party coming up and they're just awake like that so a it is about party. dreaming all the cake they're gonna eat. <laughs> that's right <laughs> um here's another one um weaning off a dummy at night my toddler wakes so much earlier in the morning without it so you know if it's not bothering you leave the dummy there my my granddaughter who's four gave hers up last week but happily gave it up she threw them in the bin and we bought her a, she wanted a doll so i said look grandma I'll buy you any doll you want so you know if you you don't have to do it then, but if you do, then again, talking to them about it, um, and uh, you're going to have a couple of rough nights. Yeah. So it's a bit, you know, it's about giving them reassurance, about maybe giving them a teddy instead that they mm. like, so they've got something to hold, um, and lots of reassurance. But you know, if you want to get rid of it, it is about just going cold just turkey. Go, yeah, that's what I did so, with Axel. Yeah, yeah, Somebody gave turkey. me a really good tip on that. So um, apparently, children like obviously they love having sort of silky things between their fingers. So if you've got like um, a kind of silky pair of pajamas or a silky nighty or something, and you don't love it too much, silky knickers for you though. <laughs> that would be weird if I was giving it to my toddler. Um, cut a piece out of it and give it to them and say, "This is a special. This is just a special thing that I'm giving to you." And then they can play with it yeah, in yeah. between their oh, fingers. Like, I, so I've got friends who still play with labels. Yes! Labels, yeah, they yeah. love a label. Oh yeah, yeah. wow, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So that's something I don't know. Try it at this point. And try you anything. Buy, you can buy those little blankets that are cov- have got little sort of soft 
um, silky all the yes. way around as well. Yeah. But giving them something of yours, maybe that's a bit silky, maybe a, a cami top or something like that, yeah. or that, that they like to sort of, you know, that they can, that's yours. Get down to Primark and get yourself yeah, one yeah. that costs three ninety nine. dollars This is one. Temper tantrum in the cot bed. Keep them in the room or go somewhere else. What, mum goes somewhere else or dad? No, as in, I, I think, uh, temper tantrum in the cot. Do I keep them in the room or go somewhere else? Okay, so if they're having, if they don't want to go to bed, I assume that yeah. is. So they're having it, they're kicking off. So as long as they can't get out and hurt themselves and or fall out and hurt themselves, then it's about just constantly going in and reassuring them. And I usually say go in every two minutes, sort of, so it's lay back down. And you, you're not sort of, oh, you're not sort of saying, what's the matter? It's about, come on, lay back down. It's time to go to sleep. And then you go out again. You just go in and out repeatedly over and over again until they've settled. Okay. And it's about giving them that, that reassurance. Good. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. That. Um, yeah. How do I get my 20-month-old to stop waking for milk in the night? Uh, mm. So as long as they're eating well in the day, then there shouldn't be any reason for them to have a bottle at night. So... You could change it for a bottle of water or start to water that bottle down. So if you're using um, cow's milk by then, or uh, you could start sort of putting less cow's milk and more water. If you're using formula, you just put less scoops in. So you get it down to basically water and then stop it. Or you can just stop it. So do they get to sort of know, like say the night before they had milk at two o'clock. So then the next night they think, oh, two o'clock, I'll wait for some milk. Yeah, yeah do they know that? Yeah, and it becomes a habit. And it's a bit like us waking in the night. If we sort of, you know, a lot of us don't have a drink, but some of us in habit wake up and want to drink. Me, yeah. yeah. So every, every night. Every night. Do you? Uh, every night I have a glass of water in the middle of the night, both Dozer and I. Do you? Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't wake in the night, really. No, I, I once I go to sleep, I yeah. don't either. But um, yeah, so it's about breaking that habit. So, uh, and also they like the sucking action. It's not necessarily they're hungry. They just want that lovely sucking action that, yeah. you know, they've been doing it for a long time. So it, and it, it is quite difficult for them and understanding it's going to be a few, a few rough nights. Yeah. Here's one. Um, my 16 month old went to bed like a dream. And is now screaming out constantly when I put her down. So is she tired? Is she having too many naps in the day? Because they sort of transition from down from one nap, uh, two naps to one during 15 to 18 months. So maybe she's having two naps still. So maybe she's not tired at bedtime. Um, maybe she's uh, overtired at bedtime. So putting her to bed earlier. Um, having a really calm, quiet bedtime routine is really important. Do you believe in controlled crying? No, I d- I d- you don't. No, I don't. And... Control crying has a really bad name because that's about shutting the door and not going back in. Okay. And any any sleep training, there will be some crying, but you don't. It's not about controlling. It's about giving them lots of reassurance. It's about going back into them repeatedly, over and over again, and reassuring them. It's not about shutting the door and leaving them alone. Never. See, this I is thought interesting. Con- yeah, I yeah. thought controlled crying was like where you said, right, I can leave them to cry for two minutes, then I'll go in. And then the next time you leave them for three minutes and then go in. I did that with Axel. So I've just had to go through it with Kit. Yeah. So we did, I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel slightly sort of not ashamed because it, I was going in. But the more I go in, just feeds him. So I went in, I checked on him. Uh-huh. He wasn't too hot. He didn't yeah. have a pooey nappy. I gave him some reassurance. I cuddled him. I put him down. I waited five minutes. I then went back in. Yeah. But it just kicked it off all over again. So my husband and I were like, that's it now. We're going to have to sit this out. And I had to wait 18 minutes before he stopped crying. And it was hell. Yeah, yeah. I it was, was really crying. difficult. It was really difficult. But, it, but it's broken the pattern and he's not doing it so it is about listening to your baby and responding or child and responding to them what works for them so some babies as you say and children 
actually winds them up going in too often mm. but not going in at all isn't oh, yeah. isn't the right thing and yeah. that's more about sort of um you know just leaving them to to, to scream for hours is not oh, not no. the right thing but finding what works for them is important and some babies some children need a pick up and a cuddle others that winds them up it stimulates them so giving them just a you know sort of stroking their hair or something and saying mummy's here or daddy's here everything's all right and then coming out again is what works so oh there's the gradual method so you do it gradually but even if you do it gradually they're going to kick off they're going to say well why aren't I in your bed why you know and they don't like it so it's about sort of um, minimalizing the cry by giving them lots of support. That's a question from me, actually. So when Gigi arrived, Axel was asking me, why can Gigi sleep in your bedroom, yes. but I can't? And so I have, I was having to explain to him, you know, when you were Gigi's age, you used to sleep in mummy um, mm-hmm. and daddy's bedroom because she's really little and, you know, we need to keep her safe. And you're a big boy and blah, 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 blah. So what is the right way to go around that? So what you did was correct, explaining to him that. But also what I find works is when you're doing your bedtime routine with them, um, go and put your little, the, the, the new baby down when you're doing the bedtime routine so that it's like we, we're going to put, say, Gigi to bed and you do it together and you so that he doesn't think she's going downstairs with you for the evening. Yes. She, he doesn't know that two minutes after you've shut his door and gone downstairs that she's back down with you for the evening because she's up still. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God, she's actually just chatting to us. <laughs> she says, I don't come downstairs, That's I go to bed. Saying. Yeah, you don't let me come downstairs. <laughs> but it's about, you know, sort of showing him that, that every, it's all the same and we're not treating you any different and she still goes to bed as well but okay it is in my room for now right. yeah we both found that like quite tricky didn't we to get around like that whole oh, one's yeah. allowed to sleep in the bedroom and one's not but I mean hey ho they learn don't they they do learn and it is about giving them that sort of that reassurance that everything's normal and that she will go into her own room and maybe show him show her him sorry Axel your you know her room and say this is where she's going to go when she's six months old or when we choose to put her in her own room yeah I know we've um we touched on it earlier but transitioning from a cot to a bed Mm -hmm. what what you know you think your toddler's ready what do you then do so do you just Take the you take the sides off the cot, or do you go with them to go and buy a new bed, or what? You know, what's you can the best try way all those things. It? So, if there is room in the bedroom, it's it's great to have the bed made up as well. So you've got the cot and the bed in there, and that isn't always suitable for everybody, but that's a good way. And then they can maybe start to nap in their bed mm-hmm. um, during the day, and then go into their cot at night. So until they're ready, um, going out and choosing their duvet and, and sort of pillowcase. That's a nice thing to do, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah they, we they did that. Sort of, yeah, sort of. We did they that, but Thomas, I regret it. Why? I've got ugly PJ masks, do they? Oh my god, he's three. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to sleep in them. So Um, and um and putting them back into bed, maybe putting the stair gate across the door more as a sort of safety element. And I mean, mine mine sometimes got out of bed and fell asleep on the floor and you just have to pick them up and put them back into bed yeah. again. You know, that, that they, these things happen, but they will eventually sleep in their beds and they will be happy there. Can certain foods affect their sleep during the night? Because I'm not kidding. Every single time we give Luna pizza at bedtime, she wakes continually through the night and I'm I think it's the cheat the hot cheese oh, it could well be but che- cheese can affect us can't it yeah. you know it can give you dreams so it might be that it, yeah that's affecting her but often um, processed sugar as well so avoiding too much processed sugar anyway but certainly afternoons and evenings you know yeah. to keep that out of the so it definitely definitely does have an effect on them yeah it absolutely yeah. can affect their sleep what do you think about snacking before bed as in like if she wanted to have 
a piece of toast with marmite or a banana or something should she not need that if she's had a good dinner if she's had a good dinner she shouldn't but if she's hungry and sometimes they can wake early from being hungry then then a simple snack at bedtime's fine but Again, brush their teeth afterwards. Make sure it hasn't got the processed sugars sure. in it. Sure. So what's a good snack before bedtime if they are hungry? Maybe some, um, well, if if cheese is okay, yeah. okay, then cheese and crackers or maybe some uh, sort of peanut butter on toast, if they That's can have nut one. butters, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So they've got a bit of carb and a bit of protein in there as well. What's what's What do you say to the myth of putting them in socks? Oh, to keep their feet warm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't sleep if I've got cold feet. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes they, especially when they're coming out of a sleeping bag and they're in pajamas, putting a little pair of socks on. And generally kids will kick them off if they've got hot feet in the night. Yeah. I love sleeping in socks. Oh, God. I don't, <laughs> I I don't been, like yeah, sleeping in anything. Sock. Hot oh, or no. cold. I'm always <laughs> naked. Just to put that image in your head. Um, just, just the last one. My six-year-old wants my company whilst she falls asleep. My six-year-old. Okay. Is it, I mean, it could be that you're at work all day and she's at school all day and then you don't see each other or she is at school all day or he so they're not going to see you and they just want that bit of time with you so maybe building in that time when they get home from school so you have some time together um and maybe transition do the sort of gentle yes mummy's just going to do this and be outside the door um but it's not unusual for that age to want a bit of your time special quiet time so if you can build that in before bedtime you're less likely to get that at bedtime yeah that sounds great and so every episode we always um finish off with five favorite products so for sleep yeah we talk about sleep aids and that kind of thing night lights what would be your five top products okay so they would be uh the uh, travel blackout blinds that stick onto the window they're, they're great brilliant, uh, they? where'd you yeah. get those from amazon amazon absolutely okay. brilliant and they're great and they're great for hotels or when you're going to in-laws or, or sort of uh, family sort of and staying um I believe in, I think white noise is really good for some babies. I'm a massive white noise yeah. fan. So where Although, can you get, oh, I was going to say, where can you get a white noise machine that stays on all night? Amazon, I've Amazon. got one. Oh, have you? Because yeah, I keep one. ordering them and it's like 30 minute timer and I'm like, no, no oh, that so one needs to go you back. You can have the one that we've got because we're not oh, using yes, it now. Please. Uh, 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 so we, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this, we swore by white noise and Kit had it from literally day dot and then when he went to stay for the night when he was like, well, it was only a month ago, so 15 months, at the Childminders, Nana Corin, they call her. And I was like, oh, um, I didn't tell you about the white noise. I've packed the machine. She was, She's like old-fashioned granny. She was like, load of rubbish. And I was like, no, no, he cannot sleep without it. And she was like, doesn't need it. And the next day I was like, so, uh, slept through the night, did he? And she was like, yeah, didn't have the white noise on. Oh. And that's it. We haven't had it on you since. Yeah. Well, he just stopped needing it, I yeah, think. Yeah. And people ask me, is there a good a good right or a right time to stop it? And there, there isn't really. You can just, you know, there's no right or wrong to it. If they're happy with it, that's fine. But if you don't need it, then quite often I'll say t- start to turn it down and see whether it affects their sleep. So just turn the volume down every few nights until you get down to nothing. What and then does it do? It just helps them zone. You know, when you sort of come out of that light sleep, it just they just zone out to it and it helps them relax and switch off okay. it helps them settle and it's great for little ones as well when you've got a toddler running around the house yeah. and you've got a baby during nap time in yeah. the day it just stops all those noises and at bedtime I get to a lot of houses and they're creeping around no TV they won't flush the loo they won't have a shower because they're so frightened of waking the baby so white noise in the bedroom <laughs> yeah great you can carry life on again yeah brilliant so that's great good white noise machine um, so a good sleeping bag as well the correct tog so depending on the weather so anything from 0.5 up to sort of a 2.5 tog sleeping bag and a a good fitting one as well um so that's three um what else do i say um 
oh the, the white noise you can use an app on your tele on a sort of an old phone or something on um, airplane mode so it doesn't need to be on all night so if you haven't don't want to buy and a, a sort of a white noise machine they just great. get an app just, yeah, yeah just, got, just yeah. got the app on, a, on an old ipad but on um flight mode it doesn't need to be on on sort of online yeah because yeah then it will go off right that's right real um a nightlight if you want a nightlight they're great and the little grow egg ones are really good oh, yeah that, they give the temperature but they give a nice glow as well and you can you know if you've got it from birth you just leave it in there sort of thing um and so that's four isn't it yeah but, what do you think of the grow clock Oh, uh, yeah. Gigi! So, Gigi, come here. She says, I'm not having one of those. Because it's really worked wonders for us. Oh, it worked, yeah. Hi, some, Gigi. it depends when you introduce it. Some children just don't grasp the concept of it. And others grasp the concept and they're like, well, I'm not watching that. Doesn't matter what that says, I'm getting up. So they are great at trying to teach them that we don't get up till maybe seven, which would be ideal, wouldn't it? But six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, but they've got to be old enough. So I'd say sort of anything from three onwards, really, for okay. them to understand that that's what that means. Okay. But it might last for a few weeks and then they often sort of, as I say, I might like sort of, well, I don't really care what that clock says. I'm getting up anyway. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously it doesn't affect her during the night because she's quite happy to wake me up four times. But um, but, she doesn't, but she doesn't come out of her room until 6.45. Oh, so she does grasp, she understands that's yeah. what time is set at. So Great. yeah, I think give it a whirl. Try anything to get some <laughs> sleep. Sam, it's been an absolute treat to chat to you. Thank you. No, thank, thank you so you. much. It's been great. I loved you. it. I just want her to, can you come round to the house and sort it out, please? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sam. Thanks. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Well, that was a great chat. I just loved her. I know. Whenever we talk about like sleep or anything, I always feel like I learn so much. And then for the next few weeks after that, I completely nail the sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I also think when I'm sitting down in front of somebody that knows about sleep, I've got like a trillion questions that I want to ask. And then when she goes, I'm like, damn it, I didn't ask that question. I know. I think I'm hoping that we've covered a lot in that one. Though. Yeah, I do too. And so, we need to talk about our products now. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there aren't too many products that can actually make your kids sleep because if there were, then that person who invented it would be a billion trillion zillionaire slash our best mates (laughs) Um, I'm going to kick it off with um, my favourite new sleeping bag so this is from a company called Little Earth Baby founded by she's such a lovely woman her name's Emma Bianco Um, basically there are these are all baby products but with absolutely no nasties in them and she sent me a sleeping bag um, and yeah a bamboo sleeping bag and basically just it's because it's not hasn't got any kind of nasty products inside it it just makes sure that baby doesn't overheat because oh, wow, what good. was happening with Kit was he was waking up and he was he's a really hot baby and he was just in this sleeping bag and he was getting too hot and I was really worried about it so this is a bit of an investment piece 
but we've used it all summer long and yeah I, I love it I love I love the quality of it as well it looks really great and obviously yeah it doesn't doesn't get them too hot well that's great yeah little earth baby so um for me a comforter is really key so when Axel gave up his dummy just before he was one I swapped that out with a little comforter monkey yeah more monkey and elephant we've got right. onky and elephant actually um and so jelly cat comforters yeah you can get jelly cat in everywhere really John mm. Lewis little boutiques on the high street but those comforters they're so soft they wash really well I mean, we've been washing ours once a week for three years almost. Yeah. Gigi. <laughs> I think a comforter is also a really good sleep trigger. So, I, I mean, personally, we had a bit of an issue with Luna's comforter, Olfi, because she wanted to have him all day, every day. But once we started restricting him just for nap time, it was like, Olfi comes out now, now it's time to go to sleep. Yeah, and that exactly. really works. Also, I found when Axel went to nursery, knowing that he had Onky and Elephant in his bag, he felt like he had his mates with him. <laughs> It's so cute, so I can't sweet. say. My mates, Onky and Ellie, do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, so another one um, which has kind of really helped us and is actually a new purchase in the house is a plastic sheet. Because Luna obviously was going through potty training kind of six months ago, she was having accidents in the night, obviously, yeah. and I was having to like scrubbing mattresses at two o'clock in the morning and then flipping them over and doing all this business. Now I've got a plastic, plastic sheet which I bought on Amazon. I literally put it underneath her sheet and then if there are any accidents, I just whip it off and it's really great. It just it speeds things up in the night yeah that's great that is a really good one um another one for me we talk a lot about reading books before um going to bed but axel loves the moonlight now we spoke about this probably about a year ago didn't we and we still use it at least a couple of times a week so it's a projector story projector that goes onto the wall and it plays little music and it really seems to calm him down and sometimes it's just a bit different like than a normal book yeah yeah we love that too and you can buy different packs can't you so different kind of stories on the story reel like the setup pack I think is like 30 quid but then you can keep adding to it and it just yeah, keeps on going and exactly. going and going you can get so many books like books that you'll know like The Hungry Caterpillar Little yeah. Red Riding Hood wow Gigi's been so All right, Gigi what do you reckon <laughs> what do you think do you like the Little Red Riding Hood book yay she's <laughs> so cute um, and then the last one is the grow clock now um, as Sam mentioned it's not for everybody because some kids don't really understand it and it just depends on what age you start introducing it we probably did it she's turning three next month we did it with Luna about four or five months ago okay and it's really really worked for us okay she does wake up a couple of times during the night but actually doesn't come out of her bedroom until 6 45 or 7 o'clock depending on what time and she goes when's it morning mummy and i say when the sun comes out on the clock and she goes okay she yeah goes, it's night time now because the moons are out she really understands it and i think it's worth investing in it because at this point you'll try anything great (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that wraps up this week's episode thank you so much for listening as always we would love you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and spread the Made by Mamas love we would also love drop us a message at Made by Mamas or of course on Zoe's own channel at Zoe Hardman yeah and if you do get time please could you give us a little five star review because it really helps us and also send us messages um, letting us know who else you want us to have these conversations with we'll keep it going and we'll see you next week thanks Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. 
Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 